my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. everyone, Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am doing a special podcast episode. We are celebrating a Full House alumni's birthday. When I say alumni, I mean someone of the original cast from the original show, Yes, Jody Sweeten is turning 41. She was born January 19th, 1982, so she's eight months and some days older than me. <laughs> so the episode I chose to cover in honor of her birthday is from Season 5, Episode 8, entitled Gotta Dance. This episode aired November 5th, 1991. So I would have been nine, and so would she. <laughs> All right, so in this episode, Stephanie pleads Danny to let her take an intense dance program, but Danny only gives in because he wasn't able to fulfill, fulfill his dream of being a high jumper. Soon Stephanie decides that she doesn't want to do the intense program anymore because it consumes too much of her life. But Danny is living his dream simultaneously through her. So Stephanie proposes. So Stephanie purposely screws up so that she might not have to dance anymore. Of course, we do have a side plot with Becky wanting Jesse to come to her baby shower, but everyone knows that Jesse would never want to come. So she tricks him into coming, but Michelle gives in, telling Jesse the truth when he bribes her with ice cream. Yes, this person pretty much told you the entire episode in that synopsis. <clears throat> Excuse me, I um have been starting to try to get back into reading the DVD box case description because I think they're fun sometimes. So, for this episode, Stephanie really, really, really wants extra dance lessons until she gets them and has no time for family, friends, or fun. Yes, if you think about it, between this dance schedule and school she really does not have a lot of time to hang out with friends she doesn't have time to participate in family activities like the baby shower and even dj at one point says you know if i had your talent and dedication i'd have no life basically and stephanie says well i have a life i have friends who I never see anymore and a uh, family who I never see anymore and but hey I get eight hours of sleep every night or no I have eight hours free every night which I'm pretty much sleeping those hours so yeah and it's just that kind of puts it in her head like who am I kidding comment I have no life but we'll get to that we'll get to that so, of course, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let the Tanner newbies, a.k.a. new podcast listeners who are just jumping aboard the Tanner train, a.k.a. the podcast, I want to say welcome. And I also want to let you know where you can listen to the podcast. You can listen on SoundCloud, where you'll find all the episodes, and, of course, iTunes slash Apple Podcasts. Just go to your podcast app if you have one. 
or iTunes and search Full House or Fuller House and the All My Land to Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. You can like it, you can follow it, so that way you'll know, along with social media, podcast does have a Facebook page where you can also like that and follow that, so that way you'll know what episodes I'm doing which month, because I don't go episode by episode, I don't go by air date or season by season. I do themes currently. In January of this month, we are covering the Jesse's Ladies theme. And at this point, I will be dropping the episode Half a Love Story tomorrow, since today is the 19th, and tomorrow is the 20th, and a Friday, so. (laughs) Also, a couple of different things about this podcast that kind of set it apart from other Full House or Fuller House podcasts out there. One, this is one of two podcasts about Full House that is a clean, for ears of all ages, family-friendly podcast. So you can listen to it on a speaker, you can listen to it in the car with the kids, you can listen to it while you're getting your groceries, however, cleaning the house, doing your laundry, making dinner. You can listen to it out loud without having to worry about me dropping any F-bombs or any, any inappropriateness of any kind. There is none of that on here. I wanted to create this podcast because I love both the shows. I grew up watching Full House. I love Fuller House. And I wanted there to be a podcast out there that those who have grown up with the show could listen to with their kids in the room or listen to out loud on a speaker and not have to worry about any profanity of any kind or any inappropriateness of every any kind. So here you guys are. <laughs> here you go. So, if you guys are interested in finding out what series of episodes I'm doing each month, I did release a pod, mini podcast episode giving in detail my schedule for the 2022-2023 Full House podcast schedule. If you've been listening for a bit and you listen to that episode, you will know that this year, at the end of this year, I will be finishing wrapping up completing the full house portion of this podcast that means in 2024 I will be pretty much focusing every week on the remaining episodes of Fuller House and yes there are a lot there's at least over 30 episodes still to cover of that show now even though I did say I would be doing a episode for Sonny Bringus's birthday coming up in February. I'm going to hold off. I'm going to table that, put a pin in it, and focus on that in 2024. That way, all the episodes of Fuller House, I'm covering them in order. The ones I didn't get to in season one, two, three, four, or five. That's how I'm going to do it. So, all right. That being said, if you can also, the podcast has an email address. If you guys want to email, let me know your full house memories growing up, your favorite characters, least favorite characters, favorite storylines, least favorite storylines, or even if you have ideas if Full House had gotten a season 9 or 10 where you think that the characters would have went. There's a big chunk of time between 1995 and 2016. Yes, we know where the characters end up in Fuller House, but there's a big chunk of time where there's a lot of blank space there. If you guys have some creative ideas, 
I want to have fun with that. I would love to hear your predictions, your fun stories about where you see the characters like Michelle in junior high, Stephanie in high school, DJ's college years, Nikki and Alex entering elementary school, just fun stuff like that. Then you can send an email to omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. You can also message me on the Facebook, on the podcast Facebook page. Just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. The Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas unofficial Full House Fuller House Podcast page will pop up. So, all right. That being said, let's get into this episode. Of course, we have the fun little cold open that is an adorable nugget of 30 seconds or less footage. I just, I think these are so great. I have fun with them. Sometimes, you know, honestly, though, sometimes they're not so fun. They're like kind of like, eh, one and done moments, but there are some that are kind of creative. One last thing, though, I didn't get into all the fun info courtesy of IMDb. This episode's got a 7.1 out of 10 based on 234 ratings. We do have page... Pendra as dance teacher. We have R.A. Millehoff as Tiny, who uh, he actually is in the scene with the baby shower. We have uh, another man, Dorian Gregory. He's uncredited. He is man at the baby shower. This episode was directed by Joel Zwick. Writers for this episode, we have Jeff Franklin, the creator. We have Stacy Herr. We have Jeff... Shimil? Shimil? I apologize for uh, messing up your name there, buddy. All right, we got user review. 9 out of 10 by Taylor Kingston from June 25th, 2015. The one with Stephanie's dancing. Dot, dot, dot. Warning spoilers. I really love this episode. I love seeing all of the early 90s dancing and it just makes me nostalgic for that time even though I wasn't even born yet. Oh, okay. In this episode, Stephanie begs Danny to let her take a more intense dance program as she is very talented and loves dancing. Danny allows her to, but only if she keeps up with her other responsibilities and mainly because he wants Stephanie's dreams to come true as his high jumping dreams didn't. Stephanie loves it at first, but then grows tired. And at the big recital, she messes up on purpose, so she won't be accepted to a summer dance academy. Meanwhile, Becky tricks Jesse into coming to her baby shower, and Michelle gives in to telling Jesse a secret when he bribes her with ice cream. Yes, one of Michelle's weaknesses, ice cream, cookies, cake, all the sugary goodness treats. <laughs> Overall, I give this episode a 9 out of 10, which in my ratings book is amazing. <laughs> there is trivia. Okay. Jody Sweeten took dance from her life. The girls that Stephanie is dancing with are Jody's dance friends. Motown Philly was choreographed by Jody Sweeten's real life dance teacher. The title in a line that starts with the song Broadway Melody Ballet, composed of the Broadway Melody from the Broadway Melody 1929 and Broadway Rhythm from Broadway Melody of 1936-1935, music by Ignacio Herb Brown and Lenny Hayton. This combination was used in Singing in the Rain from 1952. 
is there goofs? There is. One continuity. When Becky follows Michelle to the kitchen at the baby shower, she is wearing pants. When Michelle goes back to the shower, she is wearing a dress. Interesting. I will keep an eye out for that. Now, let's get into that cold open. So, DJ is sitting in her room, chin in hand, staring at her phone, willing it to ring. Michelle comes in and asks, what are you doing? And DJ says, waiting for Jeremy to call. And I'm like, excuse me, DJ, Jeremy is my husband. <laughs> I'm kidding. There are many Jeremys out there in the world. Okay. DJ finally puts her foot down like, you know what? I don't care how cute his dimples are or how bad I need a date for Friday night. I wait for no man for more than an hour and a half. She calls herself pathetic, gets up, and goes to walk out of the room. As soon as she's in the doorway, the phone rings, and Michelle grabs it. Michelle picks it up, says, hello, hi, Jeremy, you're late. DJ actually left the room and went out into the hallway. She comes in and asks, is that Jeremy? Michelle yells on the phone, hey, Mr. Dimples, DJ waits for no man, and hangs up the phone. And DJ looks at her, Michelle, why did you do that? Michelle says, he sounded cute. <laughs> it's time to give the guy a break. DJ, you only had to wait there a couple more seconds and that phone was going to ring. What are you doing? Waiting for Jeremy to call. That's it. I don't care how cute his dimples are or how about I need a date for Friday. I wait for no man for more than an hour and a half. I'm pathetic. Hello. Hi, Jeremy, you're late. Is that Jeremy? Hey, Mr. Dimples, did you wait for no man? Michelle. He sounded cute. Next time, give the guy a break. So, we're in the kitchen. We come out of the intro. Jesse is at the stove, stirring what could looks like it could be sauce. I'm not sure. But Joey comes in with Mr. Woodchuck on his arm. And he just is annoying Jesse, of course. And Jesse's like, oh, the joys of living with a kitty show host. And he tells Joey to have a good show. Like, because Joey asks, like, are you going to wish me luck? It's like, yes, Joey, have a good show. Mr. Woodchuck says, something smells good. And Jesse says, I'm making beef stew. And Mr. Woodchuck says, I was talking about the spoon. And see, I can't do a Mr. Woodchuck voice. I mean, Joey's got the puppet literally right in Jesse's face. And Jesse says, get out of my face or it's going to be Woodchuck stew. And Mr. Woodchuck says, well, aren't you Mr. Gumpy Rump? <laughs> and Jesse says, back off, Bucky. Of course, Mr. Woodchuck says, make me moose hair. <laughs> Jesse says, you want to take this out? You know, why am I arguing with a puppet? Oh, my gosh. Howdy ho, Jess. Oh, howdy ho, Ranger Joe. 
you doing? I get a hearty ho, Mr. Woodchuck. <laughs> oh, the joys of living with a kitty show host. Have a good show today, Joe. Hey, something looks delicious. <laughs> Make it beef stew. I was talking about the food. Is it made of wood? Get out of my face or it's going to be woodchuck stew, okay? Well, aren't we Mr. Grumpy Rump? Back off, Bucky. Let me move You want to take this outside? I'm arguing with a puppet here. So Danny and Stephanie come in the door, and Stephanie is full-on begging Danny. Like, come on, Dad, seriously, you've thought it over. Can I do it? Please, please, please. And then she goes over to Jesse and Joey for support. Like, come on, guys, tell them to let me do it. And Jesse's like, Danny, come on, what's the big deal? Let her do it. Do what? So when Danny tells them Steph's teacher thinks she may have a career as a professional dancer, the way that Danny lays this out is like he's really having trouble. I don't know whether he's having trouble buying that or maybe it's just... This teacher says, tell me this, I'll spend more money on dance lessons, or the fact that maybe it's like, what, like, career is there for a professional dancer? Like, if you're going to become, like, a a ballerina and do ballet, if you're going to, you know, what is, I don't know. Maybe he's just like, this lady is getting my daughter's hopes up, I don't want her to be disappointed. And Stephanie wants it. She wants us so bad. She says, there's only one thing stopping me from being the happiest I've ever been in my whole life. And she turns, looks at Danny and says, and I thought you loved me. Oh, no, no. She turns and says, of all people. And Danny tries to get Stephanie to open her eyes here and see just the level of commitment she's going to have to apply herself. Now, she's, I don't even think she's... At this point in the episode, she's not even 10 yet. And he's telling her, you know, you have to take special classes before and after school and on weekends, earlier bedtimes, and less TV. That is a lot of to put on a kid. I mean, she's got school, she's got homework. All that stuff. Stephanie says, I don't care what it takes. I'll do anything. And Jesse supports Stephanie. He's like, hey, look, the kid's got a dream. If I'd have been that focused on my music in the 70s, who knows what might have happened. And Joey says, yeah, it might have been you singing Macho Man in that headdress. And Jesse says, Joey, I would not have been in the village people. If I had been, I would have been one of the construction workers. Joey says, if I were, I would have been the construction guy. So when Danny was nine, his dream was to win an Olympic medal in the high jump. Wow. Danny tells him, you know, to this day, I wonder if I had given it my all, would I have made it? And Stephanie pours the guilt on Danny saying, Dad, do you want me to go through the rest of my life wondering if I would have made it? And he's like, whoa, Steph, good guilt trip. 
So she tells Danny, Dan Dad, I promise I won't let you down. Please, please, please let me do this. I mean, you, you ever as a kid wanted something so much you could taste it that you were willing to do whatever it took, whatever sacrifices, whatever you had to give up to be able to obtain a certain dream. And Danny says, yeah, honey, if this is something you really want, I fully support it. You're not going to be like my dad was and refuse to put a high jump pit in the living room. And he tells her, this is your dream, sweetie. You go for it. And Stephanie says, oh, thanks, Dad. She turns and thanks Jesse and Joey for supporting her. Thanks, guys. Danny says, all right, Steph, you go out there and you be the best darn high jumper you can be. And she says, Dad, I'm a dancer, okay? I'm not a high jumper. teacher thinks she might have a career as a professional dancer. There's only one thing stopping me from being the happiest I've been in my whole life. Of all people. Steph, this is a big commitment you're talking about. It means taking special classes before and after school and on weekends, earlier bedtimes and less TV. I don't care what it takes, they'll do anything. Oh, come on, Dan. The kid's got a dream. If I'd have been that focused on my music in the 70s, who knows what would have happened. Yeah, it might have been you singing Macho Man in that headdress. <laughs> would not have been in the village, people. If I were, it been the construction guy. <laughs> you know, come to think of it, when I was Steph's age, all I ever dreamed about was winning an Olympic gold medal in the high jump. To this day, I sometimes wonder if I'd have given it my all, would I have made it? No. <laughs> me to go through my whole life wondering if I would have made it? Whoa, good guilt. Dad, I promise I won't let you down. Please let me do it. Please, please, please. Okay, honey, if this is what you really want, I won't be like my dad was when he refused to let me put a high jump pit in the living room. <laughs> this is your dream, sweetie. You go for it. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, guys. Okay, now you go out there and you be the best darn high jumper you can be. Dad, I'm a dancer. It's even better. So now we're in the living room and DJ and Michelle are stuffing baby shower invitations. And I guess this is back when stamps weren't self-adhesive yet. You had you still had to lick the back of them. And Michelle does that because DJ says, I'll stuff the envelopes. You can lick the stamp, put the stamp on it. Michelle licks it. It's like, ew, gross. Don't you have any chocolate-flavored stamps? Becky and Joey come in, and Joey is telling Becky, Becky, there is no way you are going to get Jesse to come to your baby shower. Joey says the only way to get him there is to club him over the head, put him in a sack, and drag him there. And Becky says, Joey, look, this is the 90s, okay? Men are much more open-minded about this sort of thing. I've been to a couple baby showers in my lifetime in the 90s, and... The teens, I guess, if you want to call them that. Never saw any men there. It was all ladies. Mothers, aunts, uncles. No, no, no uncles. Just the, the aunts, the grandparents, the sisters, the female cousins. That was pretty much it. Wait. Was the husband there? I don't think he... I don't think so. I don't think he was. Maybe he might have been. I'm not sure. 
Becky turns to DJ and says, DJ, don't you think your uncle would like to go into his baby shower? And DJ says, sure, if you club him, sack him, and drag him, of course. And Becky says, you know, I can't club him over the head because it's illegal. But I can trick him. And, and she says, you know, I'll just tell him it's a big blowout, you know, a big party. Why can't they just make it a party for them of one last big bash before we become parents? That's actually what she proposes to him, and I don't see why that's a big deal. Just make it a co-ed party. Doesn't have, you don't even have to call it a baby shower. Just call it a party. And still have food, presents, and games. She says, I'll make it a co-ed baby shower, I'll invite all his buddies, and I'll tell him it's just a party. And she says, you know, when he shows up, he'll just have to go along with it. And of course, DJ, DJ, sorry. <laughs> no, DJ is the one that spills the beans that says that we're in trouble if you want to keep this a secret because eh, 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 pigtails here next to me, can't keep a secret to She's as bad as, worse than Stephanie when it comes to secrets. Joey says, right. DJ says, right. And Michelle says, right. And that's when DJ looks at Michelle and is like, mm, we're in trouble. DJ says she has never kept a secret in her life. And the proof is in the response here. As Michelle says, uh-huh, I've kept secrets. You don't know when I put on your makeup. Well... Okay. Would have been like all blabbermouths out of the living room. Jesse comes in. He's like, oh, hey, what's going on? Both Michelle and DJ have their hands behind their back because they have the baby shower invitations. And Jesse just looks at him and is like, like I said, what's going on? Michelle! The way she says, we don't have a secret, right, Aunt Becky? Kid, you gotta learn how to wink better. You don't wink with both your eyes. You only wink with one. And Becky just kind of put, plays it off like, oh, honey, you caught me. I just, I want to have a party, you know, one big major blowout, one big bash before we become, become parents. And he's like, yeah, that sounds cool. Uh, what can I do? And she says, oh, nothing. You just have to show up. That's all. And she's like, no, I'll take care of everything. All you gotta do is show up. Michelle, oh, girl. She says, sounds good to me. And Jesse turns and looks at her and says, what sounds good to you? And she says, uh, nothing. Uh-huh. She, honestly, she's got this Cheshire cat grin, like the cat who swallowed the canary grin on her face. Jesse says, oh, I don't want to miss this party. As soon as Jesse is out of the room, Michelle points her finger at Becky and says, so now that is how you keep a secret. <laughs> Girl, you blabbed it practically three times in a row. Okay, Michelle, I'll stuff the envelope and you put the stamp on it. Ew, gross. Don't you have some chocolate stamp? <laughs> Becky, there's no way you're going to get Jesse to go to your baby shower. You'd have to club him over the head, tie him in a sack, and drag him there. Joey, this is the 90s. Men are much more open-minded about these things. Now, DJ, don't you think your Uncle Jesse would like to go to his own baby shower? Sure, if you club him, sack him, and drag him. <laughs> nah, I can't club him. But I can trick him. That's what I'll do. I'll make a co-ed baby shower, and I'll invite all of his buddies. 
but I'll tell him that it's a regular party, and then when he shows up, he'll just have to go along with the whole thing. Now we're all gonna keep this secret, right? Right. 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 Oh no, she has never kept a secret in her life. Uh huh. You don't know when I put on your makeup. <laughs> Like I said, what's going on? We don't have a secret, right, Aunt Becky? <laughs> okay, sweetheart, you caught me. I wanted to have a party. You know, one big final monster blowout before we become parents. Really? Oh, that's a good idea. What can I do? Uh, nothing. Nothing at all. I I'll take care of everything, and all you have to do is show up. How does that sound? Sounds good to me. What sounds good to you? Nothing. I don't want to miss this party. Now that's how you keep a secret. All right, in the next scene, we got Jesse building a ice cream sundae with three scoops of ice cream. You got a bowl of cherries. I've never been a fan. We got whipped cream. We got chocolate sprinkles. We got Hershey's syrup. He's He's got it all. This must be later that day because they're both wearing the same clothes. So he calls Michelle into the kitchen and says, Michelle, I have a surprise for you. She's in the doorway. She sees the three scoops of ice cream in the bowl. She sees the cherries. She sees the just all of it. Her eyes are as big as saucers. She's like, whoa, baby, and she starts running towards it, and Jesse picks her up like, oh, that you little sugar freak. So he puts her in the chair next to him. He's like, oh, well, I make this uh, triple dip, double fudge, and though he's just pouring it slowly, just agonizing for, he, he knows she's got a secret, and this is the way to get it out of her. Whipped cream sundae with a cherry on top. So, yeah, he wants details about this party. Like, is there anything, is there a secret? Is there anything I should know about this party that Becky's throwing? And just her saying, I can't tell you. It's like, mm-hmm, yeah, there's something there. And she points out, oh, you missed a spot. Yeah, there's a spot on the left that uh, one of the scoops of ice cream does not have chocolate sauce on it. And he says, wow, Michelle, you know, I'd really like to share this ice cream sundae with you. Alice just, she's drooling at this point. Just like, I'd sure like that too. He slides the bowl across the table to her. He's like, all right, well, let's talk about that secret, shall we? And Michelle's like, fingers praying, like, what do I do? What do I do? And he says, okay, well, uh, you can start by holding the spoon. I put on these chocolate sprinkles as he starts sprinkling them on the whipped cream. And she is just like, chocolate sprinkles? Oh. And then he, he's got the cherry. And your favorite and mine, the cherry, which, again, not a fan. And he, he I like how he, like, takes it and dangles it in front of her, her eyes, just going back and forth. And you just see her eyes following it. And then he plops it on the whipped cream. And you just see it kind of slide down. <laughs> but where he drops that cherry, Michelle gives in. She says, the party is a baby shower. Now drop that cherry. And Jesse's like, huh, yeah, baby shower. <laughs> it's worse than I thought. 
Thanks, Michelle. And Michelle, while she's digging into this ice cream sundae, you see there's sprinkles all over the table. And she asks, is there anything else? You're welcome. Is there anything else you want to know? He's like, no, I don't want to spoil your dinner. I don't want to spoil your dessert. And he says, oh, there's nothing else I want to know. I'd hate to spoil your dinner there. And he asks for a bite and she hands him a spoonful of chocolatey ice cream. That whipped cream melted fast, which again, under those lights that they're using on the set, I can imagine. It's like, you better eat that ice cream faster, it's going to turn into a float. A puddle of uh, ice cream sundae. Oh, Michelle, my darling. I have a surprise for you. Sugar freak. All right. Now, Michelle, while I make this triple dip, double fudge, whipped cream sundae with a cherry on top, just out of curiosity, is there some kind of, uh, I don't know, secret about this uh, party Becky's throwing? I can't tell you. You missed a spot. Thank you. Well, Michelle, you know, I... I would love to share this ice cream sundae with you. I'd sure love that, too. Hmm. Well, then, let's talk about that secret, shall we? What do I do? What do I do? Well, you can start by holding this spoon while I put on these chocolate sprinkles. Chocolate Mm-hmm. And your favorite and mine. <laughs> the cherry. The party in Beijing. Now drop that cherry. <laughs> Baby shower. It's worse than I thought. Thanks, Michelle. <laughs> nah, there's nothing else I want to know. I hate to spoil your dinner. Let me have a bite. So now we're in the girls' room. DJ asks Stephanie, like, hey, do you want to help me put up decorations for Aunt Becky's baby shower? Stephanie says, I'd love to, but unfortunately I gotta get to my dress rehearsal. And DJ, yeah, here she says, I really admire you. I got to give you credit. I mean, ever since uh, you committed yourself to this, all I've seen you do is eat, sleep, and dance. And while she's telling Stephanie this, Stephanie is, of course, stretching her back, stretching her arms out. She's very, very limber and flexible. That's great. You don't always get it to be that way. As you get older, you're not going to be as flexible. <laughs> uh, and this is where DJ says, if I had your discipline and dedication, I'd have no life. And after DJ leaves, Stephanie is just really surprised at that. She says, Comet, I have a life. I have friends who I never see anymore. And I have my family who... I never see anymore. But I have eight hours free every night. Of course, that's when I'm sleeping. Who am I kidding? I have no life. I, I love these scenes between her and Comet. He's always there to listen to her when she wants to 
vent or just throw some words out into the air. He's always there to listen and show support. And Comet barks at her and she says, Comet, you're right. As she sits down next to him, says, I'm going to tell Dad I quit. Well, and the thing is, it isn't until DJ puts these... She doesn't mean to put doubts in Stephanie's head. And it's not like she's doubting that Stephanie can do this. It's the fact that it's like you, you're doing, you know, eating, sleeping, and dancing. is like you don't have anything else going on outside of this. I mean, she also goes to school and everything. And how does she get her homework done while also doing this dance thing? Hey, Steph, do you want to help put up decorations for Aunt Becky's baby shower? I wish I could, but I've got to get to my dress rehearsal. You know, I have to give you credit. Ever since you started taking these dance classes, all I've seen you do is eat, sleep, and dance. If I had your discipline and dedication, I'd have no life. <laughs> that if DJ hadn't said anything, I don't think that Stephanie would have been having these little doubts. Now, I'm not blaming DJ for this or anything like that. I'm just like, yes, this is a big commitment. You do have to give up other things like watching TV, hanging out with friends, participating in family activities like the baby shower. So now we go downstairs and Becky and DJ are going to show Danny and Joey all the fun little games they're going to have for the baby shower. Guess the number of diaper pins. Both Joey and Danny are like, ooh. Name that baby food. So are they going to be like, have a blindfold on and have to guess like by taste? Danny and Joey just like this. They're just like, ah, interesting. Okay. The last game, draw a baby on the paper plate on your head. Oh my gosh. I don't think we get to see the results. That would be interesting. But I think what else would have been interesting is just to see Stephanie going to these dance lessons and everything like that. And... I, I think, honestly, Stephanie, at some point on her own, if DJ hadn't said anything and put that thought in her head that she has no life outside of this dance, I kind of wonder if she would have come to that conclusion on her own eventually at some point. It's just like, it's good to have interest in everything, but it doesn't have to take over all of your spare time where you give up the things you enjoy doing because then it almost feels like you're starting to resent it like um I'm trying to think of an example here you know that's just honestly I can't think of one but I mean that's just that's just the thing I mean but then again you know when you're young and you're a kid it's like there's plenty of time for that down the road if you want to pursue it as you get older, I mean, yes, it does hard work and dedication. These things do pay off eventually in the end. 
but you should have time to be able to still have other interests and be a kid. And Joey says, oh, I feel so much better about giving away those 49er tickets. Because I guess they're going to be at the baby shower, too. You guys are going to love these shower games. We have, guess the number of diaper pins. <laughs> Name that baby food. Ah. And the always popular, draw the baby on a paper plate on your head. I feel so much better about giving away those 49er tickets. So, Jesse's down in the studio. Ask Becky where she is. She's like, honey, I'm up here. So they scramble to get the gift bags that got the baby games for the baby shower in there. They shove them under the table. And he's like, honey, are you sure there's nothing that I can do for this party that we're going to have? And she says, no, honey, everything's taken care of. Like, you're good. Just show up, like I said. And Jesse, he really puts his foot in his mouth and like, isn't she a gem, DJ? I mean, look, everything's taken care of. She babies me and showers me with love and affection. <laughs> Becky and DJ are just like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So Becky just wants to get him out of the like, hey, honey, why don't you go see a movie? And then by the time you come back, the party's going to be going on. Yeah, we'll be ready to rock. And Bucks, he's like, oh, and she even gives me money to go see a movie. Ah, gotta love her. Yeah, he says, I can't wait. This is gonna be the biggest, baddest blow this block has ever seen. Shake, rattle, and roll. And when she, when she shuts the door, he's like, she says, well, he's got the rattle part, right? Now that Jesse's gone, DJ, DJ, Becky's feeling guilty. Like, I really feel guilty about tricking him. He already knows. I mean, the way he's like, babies, man, showers me with a leg, and that would have been a giveaway. And the shake, rattle, and roll, yeah. <laughs> Jesse really is laying on deck. He's like, love you, sweetheart. He just says, you know what, you should have just clubbed him. Are you sure there's nothing I can do for this big monster blowout party you're throwing? Nope. Everything's taken care of. Everything's taken care of. Isn't she a jewel? <laughs> the way she babies me and showers me with love. <laughs> 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 well, sweetheart, uh, why don't you go to the movies? And by the time you get back, we'll be ready to rock. Here's ten bucks. <laughs> and she even gives me the money. Can you believe this? All right, I can't wait. This is going to be the biggest, baddest blowout this block has ever seen. Shake, rattle, and roll. Hmm. Well, I got the rattle part right. <laughs> Boy, Deej, I'm starting to feel a little guilty about this. Love you, sweetheart. You should have just clubbed him. So, Stephanie comes down ready to tell Danny she's not feeling it when it comes to this dance thing anymore. Like, Dad, can I talk to you about this whole dance thing? And Danny's poured himself a cup of coffee. He's like, oh, honey, I got I got to show you your, your costume. I spent all night putting on the extra sequence. So, yeah, it's really like, oh, ugh. He bedazzled it, basically. Like, when do you see your costume that you have for the recital? Like, mm, great. 
And he tells her, how, yeah, he stayed up all night sewing on the extra sequins and how he felt like Liberace's dad. And Stephanie just, no, it's just, I can't tell him. He's too happy. I wouldn't think, I mean, if the girls are all supposed to look the same up there, I don't think they want him making alterations or changes to her costume, even adding extra sequins. And to add insult to uh, injury here, uh, to make, just shove that guilt in that much harder, uh, he's like, you know, honey, your teacher told me she thinks you're the most promising student in her class. Sometimes I, I gotta honestly wonder whether that is sincere or whether they're saying it. So it's like, I keep saying that she's really good, even though she is good. But if I say she's like the best one out of all the girls, he'll spend more money. That, oh my gosh, I bet that's what it is. I bet she's like, we we gotta get the, the spaces filled for this, this summer camp, this dance thing. That's... I don't know. That's what I'm feeling anyway. I mean, I think Stephanie is talented, but I don't know. I think the teacher's laying it down a little thick. Danny says, you know, Steph, I may not have made it as a high jumper, but you, you could make it as a star on Broadway. As a dancer? Usually when you think Broadway, you think like musicals and stuff like that. I mean, is she going to be singing too? Usually musicals are like plays and plots and everything, and I mean, she's going to be part of the, just dancing and stuff. I don't know, usually they look at the main person. And of course we get this dance sequence where everyone is in white suits with light powder blue ties and uh, cummerbunds. Just eat a little bit of time and just... Stephanie's in the blue dress with a feather boa, and it's just, it's kind of kooky. This is just Danny's fantasy, like, where Stephanie could wind up down the road if she continues to pursue this dance career. sewing on the extra sequins. I felt like Liberace's dad. <laughs> Steph, do you know your teacher thinks you're the most promising student in her class? Uh, I might not have made it as a high jumper, but you, you could wind up as, as a star on Broadway. She's dancing. She's dancing. Childhood and 
Sorry. Oh, Steph, I am so glad you talked me into letting you do this dance program. Honey, when you put your mind to something, you go all the way with it. Now, what is it you wanted to tell me? Uh, just that I'm ready to go. Great. So let me get my car keys, and we are out of here. She's Stephanie Tanner, and she's here. Oh, two, hey! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just felt like a the tanners in a musical in that scene. I mean, that required a lot of physicality with all of the actors and actresses, especially the Olsen twins, just with, with the dancing and the movement and the, and then of course there was a body double for Bob Saget with the high jump. Cause they put a high jump there and that was not him jumping over it. And and the fact that, and then when we come out of it, and Danny's doing like the high kicks and everything like that, and I'm just like, dude, you're so close to like your your legs kicking up are so close to that girl's fit. But it's just, it, so this whole time that Danny is like in at re, enacting this thing, and Stephanie's just there watching as Danny's mind is going to another place, and I'm just like, good grief. So. <laughs> He's just so excited for her, and she didn't get to tell him. She don't. She doesn't want to let him down, and he tells her, you know, honey, when you put your mind to something, you really do it. Now, what did you want to tell me? And she's like, oh, just said I'm ready to go. He's like, all right, I'm gonna get my keys, and then it's just, I, I just, it's one thing is to be honest, and the fact that she doesn't want to disappoint him, she doesn't want him let him down. He worked on, you know, putting extra stuff on the costume. He just putting her on Broadway in his mind. And she just disappointing him. And the fact that she even, you know, begged him to, to do this and whatnot. All right, so now we're at the baby shower. Becky is actually handing a, going around with a tray of teeny tiny sandwiches with toothpicks in there. And they're husband's there as well i don't know who all these people are because not all of them are pregnant this is becky's moment this is her party and she's telling the guys like oh you guys are gonna love this next game and dj says well whoever has the bunny sticker on the rattle gets this nice pair of blue potholders the guys are looking down at theirs and they're like, oh i didn't get it and Danny says, oh, I won! He says, those are going to go great with my checkered dish towels. But then he looks at the guy next to him. I mean, not, not that I care, you know. <laughs> but we hear Jesse out in the kitchen saying, hey, back, I'm back. She gets everyone in formation. Like, all right, everyone, get ready. And I, I'm just surprised, like, that Jesse's dad isn't there. I mean, it's not like Becky's parents or sister were going to fly in from Nebraska for this. But even Jesse's mom didn't want to show up and, like, support her daughter-in-law. I mean, it's not like they live far away. 
As soon as he walks in the door from the kitchen into the living room, they're all like, surprise! And he's like, what the heck? <laughs> what is this? It's kind of interesting the fact that they already know that they're having twins, but maybe they just don't know the gender, like, so that's why they have, like, both pink and blue balloons in case they have a boy and a girl. Because I don't think they know the gender of the babies until they're actually born. Maybe they just like, okay, now that we're having twins, but we want to be surprised by the gender. He's like, oh, isn't this a fun surprise? You're not mad, are you? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is one of my new favorite fun surprises. Oh, I hope you don't mind. I invited some uh, buddies. He says, well, I wish I would have known. I mean, that uh, baby shower. I mean, I invited some friends I thought was going to be a big monster blowout. She's like, oh, yeah, I mean, it is. He says, oh, the more the merrier. That's absolutely fine. So Jesse's like, all right, guys, come on in. None of these guys are the <laughs> are any member of the Rippers. One of the guys looks like somebody that would be in a, the Season 8 Super Bowl episode. We got a guy with sunglasses and a black tank top. He's very muscly. We got a guy with a do-rag and a black leather jacket. Got another guy with sunglasses, a top hat, and a black leather jacket. A guy with long blonde hair, a leather jacket. Uh, another guy with a leather jacket, ripped black jeans, a skull on his t black shirt. He's also wearing a bandana. And then another guy wearing a leather vest with black glasses. Actually, no, there's two guys wearing black leather vests. The, one of them has got long hair and kind of balding on top. A lot of these guys are wearing black glasses. But these two, last two that come out, they're both got the black leather vests. One's wearing a t-shirt with a black bandana. The other one's wearing a t-shirt and a black vest and black jeans. Jesse, did you find these guys at a bar? They all look like they drive motorcycles 100%. He's got such a smile on his face, and it's like, mm, yeah. Because both these guys look like they're going to headbang each other because they're doing the f double fist bumps with the, uh, each other, and then they're getting ready to do that the headbang thing. And Jesse's like, oh, da, 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 and puts a hand between their foreheads and says brain dead tiny i get what you want to do here but please no blood on the carpet he says tiny brain brain dead <laughs> if you guys are gonna fight please no blood on the carpet <laughs> and they're like oh man and jesse's like well, well and becky just looks horrified like oh my gosh he says oh jess this is all my fault i deserve to have my baby shower ruined jesse says <laughs> back these guys are my friends i put him up to this <laughs> they don't normally they're not normally like this yeah he lets the cat out of the bag saying oh i'm known about your little party now for your little scam for a week now and becky says hmm really i wonder who told you she zeroes in on michelle michelle's like, oh well it's time for my nap and she turns to both the guys by the door and says excuse me boys and i like how they both like after you ma'am <laughs> Michelle said, I have no idea who told you. She said, boy, am I getting sleepy. Oh, time for my nap. 
looks at the two guys by there and says, excuse me, boys. This is the one and only time we ever hear Becky call Michelle Munchkin because that nickname is usually reserved for when Jesse calls her that. And she asks Michelle, did you tell Uncle Jesse our little secret? And Michelle immediately sells Jesse. Like, I'm sorry, but the man had ice cream. And Becky looks at Jesse like, ice cream? You bribed her with ice cream? Oh, Jess, that is so low. Yeah, and then Michelle also says, and chocolate fudge and whipped cream and a cherry. Oh, yeah, and chocolate sprinkles, too. Hey, come on, Jess. Really, I don't think these can be in the same category. They're not the same thing. You brought me Michelle to tell you a secret versus Becky not telling you it's a baby shower, which, come on. Whether it's a party or a baby shower, you still could have shown up to support your wife. She didn't ask you to be there. She is going through a lot carrying these babies for you. Michelle asks, hey, if I'm not in any trouble, can I go back to the party? And it's like, yeah, go for it. Well, as she starts to walk towards the door, she turns and says, oh, yeah, he had sprinkles, too. <laughs> Becky actually apologizes. Like, Becky, you don't have anything to apologize for. Not in my book, I don't think. She's like, it's all my fault. Tells him, I never should have tried to trick you. Yeah, Jesse, you were sneaky with that ice cream. You really were. He tells her, hey, look, let's just always be honest with each other, all right? They kiss, and, of course, the audience just loves it with the whistles and the woo. So she's like, just come on, be honest. Now, if I had just, you know, flat out asked you to come to the baby shower, you you would have come, right? It's like, no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. It's a good thing you tricked me. You guys are going to love this baby shower. Deej, tell them how to play our first game. Well, Becky, whoever has the bunny stamp on their rattle wins this lovely set of blue potholders. I won. <laughs> Those are going to go great with my checkered dish towels. <laughs> As if I care. <laughs> back, I'm back. Oh, okay, everybody, get ready. <laughs> What the heck? <laughs> what if I didn't know better, I'd say this was a baby shower. It is a baby shower. Isn't this a fun surprise? Oh, oh yeah, this is one of my new favorite fun surprises. <laughs> I wish I, I would have known because I invited some friends to what I innocently thought was like a big major blowout, though. Oh, well, that's okay. The more, the merrier. Oh, really? Oh, good, okay. Guys, come on in! <laughs> Brain dead? If you guys are gonna fight, please, no blood on the carpet. Oh, man. Well. Oh, Jess, this is all my fault. I deserve to have my baby shower ruined. Back, these guys are my friends. I put them up to it. I've known about your little scam for a week now. You have? I wonder who told you. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> getting sleepy. Time for my nap. Excuse me, boys. Freeze, Munchkin. Did you tell Uncle Jesse our little secret? I'm sorry, but the man had ice cream. You bribed her with ice cream? And 
chocolate fudge and whipped cream and a cherry. Oh, that's low. Oh, and not tell me about a baby shower? That's not low? If I'm not in trouble, may I go back to the party? Sure, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, sprinkles, too. I'm sorry, Jess. This is all my fault. I should have never tried to trick you. Well, I was a little sneaky with that ice cream motif. I got an idea. Let's just always be honest with each other, huh? Okay. So, be honest. Hmm? If I would have just come right out and asked you to go to the baby shower, you would have come, right? No. <laughs> Good thing you tricked me. <laughs> So now we get to the dance recital. We're in the auditorium. The tanners, of course, are up front. Danny's got his camera that's got a big spotlight on the top of it. And he gets up and says, hey, say hi, family. And they're all there waving. So Danny takes his camcorder with the big spotlight on it to go backstage with to see the star herself, Stephanie. We see Stephanie backstage doing stretches and warming up and everything. Danny filming her stretching and everything and says, Oh, let's see if we can get a word with her. Oh, Miss Tanner, do you have a moment to speak to us little people? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think the parents should be a while backstage. Because mm. Stephanie's like, Dad, what are you doing back here? And he says, as focused as she is, she still remembers I'm her father. This news could have probably waited till after because this really does affect her performance. So Danny is sitting next to the director of the Bayview Dance Academy. So I don't know whether he got the guy to show up or whether the guy's just showing up there anywhere scoping new talent. And he says, hey, if he likes your performance tonight, we can get you into their summer dance camp. Stephanie is already stressed about that this dancing is taking up so much of her time that she has no free time to herself anymore to have any outside interests. So the idea of, yeah, she's like, all summer, just nothing but dancing? Yeah, she says, so I'd be dancing my whole summer vacation? Every day? <laughs> nothing but dancing? And she's trying to put a smile on her face, making her dad seem like she still wants this when she's been having major doubts. He's like, yeah, isn't that wonderful? All right, they're going to start. So don't be nervous, because I'll be nervous for the both of us. Okay. Everybody say hi, family. Hi, family. Hi. I'm going backstage before the big recital to meet the star herself. And there she is. Oh, look at that. A dancer prepares. Let's see if we can get a word with her. Oh, Miss Tanner. Dad, what are you doing back here? As focused as she is, she still knows I'm her father. Steph, listen to me. I got some great news. I am sitting next to the director of the Bayview Dance Academy. If he likes your performance tonight, we can get you into their summer dance camp. So I'd be dancing my whole summer vacation? Every day? Nothing but dancing? Yeah, isn't that wonderful? They're going to start, okay? So don't be nervous. Just break a leg. And don't be nervous, because I'm nervous enough for the both of us. Yeah, after Danny leaves, he does not see the worried look on Stephanie's face. So Stephanie's dance teacher comes out and welcomes everyone to the recital. 
So she does want to remind everyone that bright lights and flashes are distracting to our dancers. Kenny, of course, is not paying attention. He's fiddling with his camcorder, and he's still got that bright light on. And she finally has to say, Tanner, please, turn that off. It's, like, right in my face, like a headlight. And she tells everyone the first dance we have is modern dance from our, ad our advanced mod modern dance group. Doing some street dancing to Motown Philly. Welcome to our recital. I'd like to remind everyone that bright flashes and lights are distracting to our dancers. <laughs> Tanner, you're blinding me. Thank you. Our first performance is our advanced modern dance group doing some street dancing to Motown Philly. That's my Stephanie in the middle. She dances as well as that McHammer guy. And MC Hammer. It's MC Hammer. Yeah, get it right, Dana. Stephanie, what are you doing? I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Let's take a short intermission. So Stephanie goes out there, and it's interesting because the same group of girls will again appear in the episode Crushed, which, let's see, how many episodes is it after this one? It is, gosh, what episode? Let's see. Because Crush is episode 16, so it's eight episodes later. These girls also appear in that episode because there's another, there's a little dance sequence at Stephanie's birthday party because I recognize some of the girls. So they go out there. Stephanie's head is muddled. She's stressed. The idea of dancing all summer and just not, you know, throughout her entire summer vacation, just she doesn't want to do that. And she's in the front. The other girls are behind her. So Stephanie's front and center. And then she starts out fine, but then she starts doing a little, like, ballerina twirl and this and that. And the other girls stop and kind of look at her, like, what are you doing? You're messing this up. Stephanie realizes that. She turns around and says, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And then she runs off stage and goes behind the curtain. The teacher jumps in and says, hey, let's take a short intermission. Danny goes back there and asks Steph, what's up? What happened? Stephanie says, I got confused and I just didn't know what to do. So I started doing whatever. I started doing anything. Danny's not believing her at all. Like, Steph, you had that dance routine down cold. You've been going to practice. You've been going to your rehearsals and everything. There's no reason that you wouldn't have known what to do. So she says, fine, all right, I blew it on Because he's like, I think you blew it on purpose. And she's like, okay, fine. I blew it on purpose. And she is, she just says, he says, honey, I thought this is something that you really wanted. She says, I did really want this at first. But then I never got to see my friends. I never got to go to the baby shower. And I just, I didn't get to do anything fun. And he's like, honey, why didn't you tell me if this isn't something you wanted to do? If you didn't want to do this anymore? And she says, well, I didn't want to let you down. It's like, honey, it's okay to have a dream. 
Because she says, I beg you to let me do this. And he's like, honey, that's fine. It's okay to have a dream, but it's okay to change it. If you don't want to do this anymore, just tell me. It's okay. And she says, I just didn't want to disappoint you. And he's like, honey, you're not going to disappoint me. And I like what he says. It's like, you know, if this isn't something you want to do, just be upfront with me about it. And she's like, well, I still want to do it. Just not all the time. And it's like, well, that's fine. You know, if... Why don't we just go back to how it was before when dancing was just kind of part of your life, something you did as, you know, for fun on the side and not, like, taking up your entire life? So she does apologize to the girls. Like, I'm really, really sorry. Teacher, do you think we can do this? Can we have another shot at this? The teacher's like, of course you can. And the girls go out there and they do the dance routine. And I like how Danny's like, oh, she dances as well as that, you know, before Stephanie starts messing up. He says, oh, she dances as well as that Mick Hammer guy. And Jesse says, that's MC Hammer, Danny. Like, come on, Danny. <laughs> You're not that out of touch <laughs> with what the kids are listening. Come on now. Come on. But, and the fact, well... Stephanie, she got cold feet. She, she doesn't want to do it anymore. But the fact, her fear of disappointing him. And she's like, Dad, you had me in this fantasy of being on Broadway. You're doing high kicks in the chorus line. and Or high jumps in the, in the chorus line and whatnot. And we just... But I like that Danny says, like, let's just back this up. We'll just go back to how it was before. I'm not disappointed in you at all it's okay to have a dream but you can change your mind too and it's just i just i get it you know stephanie feeling that guilt of her you know i beg you i basically beg you to let me do this it's like you tried it you you realize that it took up more time than you really wanted to put to it you just that's where there's some things that just that dedication and everything, it's good to have that, but then you realize sometimes you're missing out on things you kind of also would like to do aside from that. And maybe, you know, at that time of your life, maybe it's not time to focus on that. Maybe you can just kind of shift gears and focus on other things and maybe come back to it down the road just when you have more time or you want to really put your all into it. It's okay to change your mind. So, and yeah, and then she and the girls go out there and they dance to it. And even the the guy the for the director of the summer dance camp is getting into it. Everyone's getting into it. And that's how the episode ends. Stephanie? What happened? I got all messed up and I didn't know what to do. So I started doing anything. That's a lot. I just don't have what it takes. Honey, sit down. Steph, you had that routine down cold. I think you blew it on purpose. Why would I do that? I was wondering the same thing. Okay, I blew it on purpose. But I thought this was something you really wanted. It was. At first. But then I never got to see my friends. I missed the baby shower. And... I never got to do anything fun. I don't want to go to dance camp all summer. Steph, if you wanted to quit, why didn't you just tell me? How could I? I begged you to let me do this. I didn't want to put you down. I would have understood. 
was starring on Broadway, and you were doing high jumps in the chorus line. Maybe I did get a little carried away, huh? So you're not disappointed in me? No. It's great to have a dream, but it's okay to change your dream, too. You don't have to dance if you don't want to. I still want to dance, just not all the time. Okay, then why don't we go back to the way things were before, when dancing was just part of your life instead of your whole life. Thanks, Dad. I love you. Oh, I love you, too. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, guys, I'm really sorry I messed you up. Uh, we have another chance. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you ready, girls? Yeah. Let's go for it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to try that number for you one more time. the episode i hope you enjoyed it worst outfit of the episode oh. gosh let me think here <clears throat> i guess the guys in those biker leather outfits were just i mean the guy with the top hat and the leather jacket was just in the black glasses was just goofy like oh. weird so best outfit i i gotta hit it hands down to stephanie's costume was uh I mean, although I think it is a little inappropriate for young girls to wear like a, it looked like a, a bustier kind of a, almost a cummerbund bun type of thing situation, crop top over the, the chest area with the black jacket. But I, I mean, the thing I liked about it, I liked like the bedazzled like sequin, like the silver sequin cap. I thought it was really cool. Um, and then the matching, like, on the shoulders, the sequenced pattern and everything. I thought I liked that portion of it. So that's best outfit of the episode. Uh, runner-up for best outfit, I really like Jessie's. It's like a jean and, like, leather sleeve jacket. It was really cool. The interteachable moment for this episode is just... I, I chopped this all up to honesty. With, with Stephanie, she should have just been honest and just said, this isn't, this is a little more than I want to do. It's taking up more of my f focus and I want to kind of be able to enjoy things and just kind of do, you know, just be honest. And the thing with Becky and the baby shower and everything, it's like, you could have just called it a party. Just, you could have just called it a party. You know, just as she had said, well, that's the big major blowout bash party before we become parents for the first time. And just kept it at that. And you still have the games and everything, but you you know, co-ed type of thing. I just, I think that would have been better. But uh, that's just, that's just how it is. So, as we continue the Jesse's Ladies series for January... We are going to be jumping to season one, 
episode 14, Half a Love Story. This episode aired January 15, 1988. In this episode, Jesse uses baby Michelle to get a date with one of Danny's co-workers. Yes, we will meet Robin Winslow, who is interviewing to be a field reporter for the Channel Channel 4 News, Channel 8, one of them. So, yeah. And Jesse is just over the moon smitten with this woman. And it's just interesting that this lady's as close to Becky as you get before we actually get Becky. She is driven. She knows what she wants out of her life and career and everything like that. So I think that is what appealed to Jesse. And I think, yeah, this is like pre-Becky Becky. So... Look forward to that on Friday. I want to wish Jody Sweden a happy 41st birthday. I will get there in eight months. <laughs> get there myself in eight months. So, uh, yes, happy birthday, Jody. I hope it's a great day for you. And again, if you haven't and you'd like to leave a review for the podcast, just go to iTunes or your podcast app, search Full House or Fuller House. The only Atlanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Leave a review for the podcast, a rating, all five-star ratings and reviews to help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. And if you want to send an email, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. I do put the email address in the episode description on SoundCloud. So there's that. All right, everyone. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. And I will be back tomorrow with Half a Love Story. Bye-bye, everyone.